0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Thursday, June 24th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you so much for tuning in for this one-game NBA DFS show. That's where we are now here in the conference finals. And it's a point guard story here today with Chris, Chris Paul coming back from COVID protocols. He's officially listed as probable here early on Thursday morning, but we expect him to get out there. And uh, man, what a what a position the Suns are in. Up 2-0, getting Chris Paul back, uh, they things just couldn't be looking any any better for the Suns. Uh, speaking of point guards, got to mention last night real quick, Trey Young. Wow, what a performance for Atlanta, stealing Game One. Um, man, he is just unbelievable in these playoffs and unstoppable. You know, even Drew Holiday had trouble. He's just so fast and quick and shifty, getting to where he wants on the court, floaters, threes, getting to the line. He's just been awesome. And a uh, big wake-up call there from Milwaukee in game one. I think they'll re- respond and, and make it a real strong series. But, um, yeah, Chris, uh, Chris Paul looking to uh, take that uh, point guard story and, and take it to the next level. Tonight for Phoenix, wouldn't that be a fun matchup if, if those two match up in the finals? Because uh, maybe Chris Paul would be the one guy who could slow Trey Young down. But we got a long way to go before we get there. Um, in terms of our lineups last night, Trey Young did not make it into our cash lineups. But uh, one of our FanDuel cash lineups still cashed without him. He was in our GPP along with Mr. Bobby Portis. Man, was he big for us. Uh, helping us cash on FanDuel, and then he was our captain in our uh, GPP build on DraftKings, helped us cash there as well. So we're going to try to run it back today and and sweep the board uh, with this showdown slate. And I've got you covered here today with Coach on his customary day off on Thursday. He'll be back with me, of course, tomorrow. All right, let's get into this game. Game three. Uh, man, what a turning point. We know that when it's 2-0 in the series where the home team has, has won the first two games, uh, if the team that's now at home loses Game 3, uh, you can forget about it. So uh, Clippers really need this one. Uh, Kawhi still out. Um, and Chris Paul back. So let's look at the Phoenix side. They are favorites, uh, one-point favorites uh, on betus.com.pa our presenting sponsor. 221 and a half is the total. This is a stay away game for me in terms of betting. Uh, I just think there's uh, quite a range of outcomes that could could uh, could take place tonight, and the turning point being the Clippers and and do they show up? What do they have left? Um, and uh, you know how do they approach this down 2-0? So I, I'm more interested in these players in DFS, which is perfect because that's what we do here. And, and let's start with Chris Paul, because he's a major impact on both sides. He helped Phoenix get here, obviously leading the way and just transforming this team. And he's been in isolation for a week, but he's the type of guy that I think probably wasn't sitting still and doing everything he can uh, to stay sharp. And man, was he on, on a roll against Denver there. L- look at these last three games, uh, in case you forgot. He went 17-5 and 15-15. Then he went 27, six and eight, and then he finished it up with 37, three and seven. So, uh, I'm, I'm excited about Chris Paul tonight. I think he'll step right back into the starting role, uh, go for 30 minutes plus, and he's got a, I think he'll have a better matchup here than his buddy Booker, because we saw Pat Beverly get moved into that starting lineup in game two. And he really did a number on, on Booker. Um holding him to 5 of 16 shooting, getting right up in his grill, literally and figuratively, um, you know, even creating that broken nose whoops situation. Um, so Beverly is just so tough, and I think they'll stick with that. I think Ty Lou will stick with that matchup, keep him on Booker, and it'll be Reggie Jackson mostly on Chris Paul. So that's, uh, that's a better matchup, of course. So if we have a little bit of rust from Chris Paul, I don't think it'll be too much to overcome. You know, it's a seven-day layoff instead of a 10 or 14. And he's cheaper than Booker on DraftKings, same price on FanDuel. So right now I'm leaning towards Paul over Booker. Uh, With the rest of the starters, I think Bridges and Crowder will get a bump for Phoenix. Uh, Their shots and output were down again in Game 2 with with campaign starting. Uh, So I think they'll have more involvement here more shots, they'll, they'll have uh, a better output. But is it enough to get them in the lineup? Bridge is still a little pricey. Crowder, uh, 1,500 on DraftKings is playable. Uh, we'll just have to see how the lineup construction pans out. The big guy, Mr. Ayton, just continues to roll and shoot at such a high percentage. 12 for 15 again. And how about that game-winning shot? What a play. Uh, He's got to be coming in here riding high. I mean, he's just been really solid lately. Uh, And I I think he'll be a key guy for me tonight. Reasonable price tag. Uh, So hopefully he keeps it going for us. With the Phoenix bench, uh, I think campaign goes back to 20 minutes or so. I mean, he was phenomenal in game two. Uh, Really the key to victory there, the way he played throughout the game, 37 minutes, 12 of 24 Almost a double double with twenty nine one and nine um, but he's he's pricey now you know the sites have bumped up his number based on that performance and uh I think with that higher price tag and likely much lower minutes uh, he probably won't make the lineup for me tonight in game two we saw cam Johnson once again get the biggest minutes off the bench and be much more involved and productive than Torrey Craig, and now his price has come down a little bit. Uh, they're actually the same on Fanduel. He's only 600 more on DraftKings. So tonight it'll be Cam Johnson for me if I go to that bench. Although it's not my it's not my top choice to go there. Um, you know, with one more guy back and Chris Paul, that could detract even a a little bit from Cam Johnson. Saric was great again in his 13 minutes. Very effective. He's a cheap option. Uh, will he play quite that well? I'm not sure. Um, so, you know, in general, this Phoenix bench, uh, not really where I want to look tonight. I'd like to get, uh, more involvement from the starters and possibly the Clippers bench. There's one key guy over there. We'll talk about here, maybe two, uh, to consider, but, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, as we circle back to the starters here, We've talked all season about the big three, Chris Paul, Booker, Aiden. I think tonight I'm leaning more towards the Chris Paul and Aiton combo and leaving Booker out potentially. Uh, but, again, it, it does depend on the site. So we will uh, finalize those lineups tonight. Uh, feel free to jump in with us if you'd like. DFSCoachTalk.com is where you sign up, and then we will invite you into our Discord with an email. We give out the lineups about 20 minutes before tip-off. So that'll be tonight at about 8.40. We have a 9 o'clock Eastern tip for Game 3 tonight. So make sure you're ready for lock there. Uh, Any questions, reach out to us on Twitter at DFSCoachTalk. All right, let's go to this Clippers side here. Uh, Really, everything on the line. They've got to get back in this series. Kawhi out, like I mentioned. So I'm expecting the same starting lineup in Game game 2. Reggie Jackson, uh, Pat Bev, Paul George. Mr. Morris, and Zubats. So um, with the guard perspective from the Clippers' side, uh, Reggie Jackson will have a tougher matchup, in my opinion, with Chris Paul back in the mix. So that he takes a little bit of a hit, but still playable, reasonable price tag, uh, getting the big minutes at 39 again. He's he's very aggressive. And we do have that interesting dynamic with these guys who who played together uh, back in LA, and and Chris Paul coming back to town, uh, so you know he's going to be fired up for that. And uh, I think Reggie will, uh, you know, push hard and and stay aggressive, and he he could pay off that number. Um, Beverly, I l- like the minutes, twenty six. You know, he had some stats, but obviously his main focus is is defending and getting up in the grill of Booker. We saw those early couple fouls he had in the first quarter trying to set that tone. And then the headbutt, uh, which was you know potentially an accident, but it was just a natural result of him really getting into Booker's space and making life difficult for him. By the way, with with the bro- the broken nose, if that's what it is with Booker, uh, I do think that could f- affect him here a little bit. You know, now that he's had a couple days and he's really kind of um, it, it's sort of sinking in that he's dealing with that and he's feeling the physical effects of it. And mentally, I think it. It might slow him down just a little bit from being aggressive, going after rebounds. And with Chris Paul back in there, uh, he just doesn't have to be as involved or as aggressive. Chris Paul can lead the show. So that's another reason why Booker gets a little bit of a hit for me. So Beverly, I think, is is a decent price on DraftKings, but um, really a defensive focus. So not my first choice. Paul George, uh, man, kind of buried the lead here with uh, what happened with him at the line. You know, he missed those two free throws that could have put the game away or at least forced uh, Phoenix to have to hit a three. But he missed them both, of course, finished 5 of 10 from the line on the day. And overall, 26-6-6, and he played 41 minutes, uh, but just wasn't clutch. And so how does he respond? Uh, because he had started to turn that narrative around with his playoff struggles, uh, but picked it up with Kawhi out. So uh, now, with the focus on him again, and the narrative, and the, uh, all the talk being negative, how does he? How does he bounce back? Um, I, I think he. Uh, I think he's worth playing. Um, you know, I, I think he, uh, we talked about it a little bit with um, some of the uh, Milwaukee guys and the volume of, of shots and the usage where you know even if he shoots on shoots under 50% again at 10 for 23 like last time uh he can still uh, be a guy that you need in your lineup so uh Paul George squarely in consideration for me Morris didn't quite look uh you know as sharp or as quick as I would like uh dealing with that knee injury uh still you know mid tier price only got 25 minutes so he's not my favorite option tonight I'd rather pay down for Zubats. Only 5,200 on DraftKings after 34 minutes as a starter, 14 and 11. Uh, only took five shots, but we know that oh, when things are going well for the Clippers and he's out there, uh, these are lobs or offensive rebounds and putbacks. So uh, Zubats, squarely in play for me again. When we go to that Clippers bench, uh, I want to start with Rondo. Really nice price on both sides again um 17 minutes eight points three rebounds four assists uh he did get some minutes late he did get some minutes alongside Reggie Jackson uh so you know I like I like his spot here we know that when he's out there he's oftentimes running the show and the first half he was out there with cousins and it was the the Kentucky connection uh and then cousins didn't play much in the second half but I just like Rondo's role here. Uh, He did well in the regular season against Phoenix when campaign was backing up and and he was the primary defender on the other side. So I think you can go back to Rondo uh, to fill out your lineup tonight. Luke Kennard and Terrence Mann both had uh, 19 minutes. uh, Similar stat lines. Kennard uh, a lot cheaper on both sides, which is a a big factor here. I think if you're going to look... Uh, To one of those guys, it makes more sense with Kennard. He is more scoring dependent, uh, so he's not a must play for me, but he's a potential value play you could look at. And then Batum, only 16 minutes as he was shifted to the bench. His price is still a little bit up, uh, more in the starter role type price range. Uh, So I think he's overpriced if he's going to be in that similar role of, of 16 minutes or so. And if Zubat starts, I don't see that changing much much. I mean maybe he gets, uh, he gets hot and hits a few threes. They leave him out there and he gets 20 minutes plus, but I don't think you need to go there at that price range. And then cousins, um, I'll mention him because he did get some minutes, but uh, disappointing. and um, you know he was going to be remembered most for that last play. Because uh, he was out there to defend the inbounds play, and uh, I I found a great angle of that uh, that lob to Aiton for the game-winning shot, and I put it up on Twitter. So go check that out. Uh, you can find me at Language Olympic. Uh, I put some analysis in there of Mr. Cousins and his defensive performance on that play. Let me know if you agree with that, uh, but it is a, a cool angle of of that shot. Uh, so uh, while you're on Twitter, you can also follow the coach at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And again, uh, reach the entire team at DFS Coach Talk. All right, so that uh, completes our analysis of these two teams tonight. I uh, hope that helps you get started with your builds. Again, with our members tonight, what we're going to do is provide two full lineups on FanDuel that you can plug and play, a cash lineup and a GPP lineup a full lineup on Yahoo, and then the core builds on DraftKings for a cash approach and a GPP approach. So thank you so much for tuning in. I enjoyed chatting this over with you. And uh, please do uh, tune in again tomorrow. And also, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. We'd appreciate that. And we're going to continue to bring you these uh, NBA podcasts every day of the NBA playoffs. All right, we'll leave it there. Uh, thank you again for tuning in on behalf of the entire DFS Coach Talk team. I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.